0: Welcome to episode 429 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's actively weathering the storm to bring you your shot of pop. In this episode, we talk about Ted Lasso, Studson Studio, and Funko Soda. I'm Patrick Hill. I'm Lauren Rubin. And I'm Sean Kreider. So grab your umbrella and grab your poncho, because you're entering the splash zone.
1: Well, why are you wet?
0: We like to kick off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, and noteworthy from our week. This week, we have another patron. Like I said, these are patron episodes. If you're just tuning in, Andrew, somewhere in upstate New York, he's journeying. I almost said journaling. Mm -hmm. He could be doing both. I don't know. But in his absence, (laughs) we're filling that seat with people that have paid money. And this month, we're filling it, not month, week, that's close enough. This week, we're filling it with Mr. Sean Crider. Woo-woo! Hey, everybody.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Sean, tell people something about yourself.
1: Yes. I am notorious for thinking the exact opposite of Andrew on pretty much every subject. So if you find yourself agreeing with him every week... You're probably going to hate this week's episode. <laughs> this is going to be great for me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which also means that if we discuss a movie, Sean will hate it because Andrew loves every single movie. we. T- well, he at least won't give it a 10 because that's what that's what Andrew does. I don't think we uh,
2: have any movies today, do we? Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. What do we'll I know? We'll see.
0: Yes. I don't think we do. If you want to hear movies, turn us off. Not this. One. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We might. Uh, but on that note, around the table, Lauren, you have a few things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So you're kicking us off. What's going on?
2: I know I'm going to be quick though. So uh, we've had a bit of a COVID scare in my house, so I've been watching a ton of TV, binging a bunch of shows that are uh, just came out. So we've got Making the Cut and Glow Up, which are both shows that you and Andrew Patrick turned me on to. So <laughs> I Wait, think it's I, funny that I it's I come full seen circle.
0: He turns you on to Making the Cut, right?
2: I know that I, I was like, I thought it was both of you guys talking about it, but maybe I'm, I misremembered. I so feel like you I haven't seen, haven't it, seen then I don't it's think I've seen with,
0: Making the Cut.
2: So Making the Cut is basically Project Runway 2.0. It's like actually reuniting Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum. Ooh. That was him. Okay. It's great. <laughs> it's very delightful. And I think what makes this cool, this show cool versus, like, um, other shows that are, like, similar to this in, uh, in many ways, like, um, like sewing competition shows specifically, is that, like, the show is really about, like, making fashion and making it a business. So the critiques are, like, very harsh, I think, but very realistic to, like, okay, if you're really going to make this a business, you can't be this crazy or, like, you know, whatever. So, like, they give them really solid advice and, like, very much set the contestants up to succeed much more than most um, competition shows. Like they get much more time than you usually get. They also get like sewing helpers. They'll get business helpers. Um, You know, like if they have something they have to build, they'll give them a carpenter. Like they don't ever like put them on their back feet and not help them with whatever new skill they need them to achieve for it. So I do think that that's just like cool because like the stuff they then come up with is really elevated. And I think that that makes like great runways every episode totally so worth watching
0: the one the only other like fashion show that i've watched uh is next in fashion which was on netflix
2: oh maybe uh, that was the one you guys talked about
0: i was a super fan of that one but unfortunately not many people were because it did get canceled so it, <laughs> there's only one season of it so if you want to watch it it's all available to go binge now but yeah that's the that's the only one i've watched
2: so making the cut is on Amazon Prime and also because of that you can also buy the winning clothes every week on Amazon which is kind of cool. So I think that's really
0: cool. Wow. <laughs> Way to make more money Amazon. Good going.
2: Yeah. I the the prices like are it. really reasonable though for how cool the clothes are. So like I there's a couple I tried to get but they were out of my size. So I was I was too slowed on my binging. <laughs>
0: Honestly though that's that's a super smart move. That's very cool.
2: No, I was like good job. That's genius. <laughs> I wish more shows did that.
0: What do you think about Glow Up season two so far?
2: It's interesting. It's been good. It, I think the like competition level is very high this season. Like everyone is really good, and I've been surprised with like who's been getting knocked out when and who's succeeding more. You know, like I feel like when you, people walk in, you're just like you pick who you like, just like their vibe or whatever. And like people I liked in the beginning are like not doing as well now and stuff. I'm not. I've got a couple episodes left, so I like. I like how much it's like gone up and down.
0: Kreider, you haven't seen this show, I'm
1: guessing. No, I haven't. I was going to ask for those of us who haven't. Can you kind of give us the yeah. the elevator pitch, if you will?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. So uh, Glow Up is a show on Netflix. It's another competition show, kind of like Project Runway, except the thing they're competing over is um, makeup. So, But it's not like um, – there's a little bit of special effects makeup, but it's really like more beauty makeup or like um, – different applications like if you would do it in a music video this season actually has a fair Mm -hmm. bit of special effects type stuff where they're like um do makeup for like the crown and it's different ages of people and it also has to be like historically accurate so I thought that was really interesting or like um fight special effects was another one that involved that but like a lot of them are like create um do anything you want within this time limit that is out of this world and so like the stuff people came up for that one was pretty incredible. Um or or like they'll just give them like weird briefs and they kind of have to create different amazing things. It's very impressive what they come up with. And the hosts are very funny, so I like that part of it.
0: I you know, so. they've done a couple things this season that I do think are better. Um one of them is that I I think there actually has been more variety. Last season felt very much like You get a model, you have two hours to do your thing, and then you show it to us. And that was like every single episode except for the one special effects episode.
2: Yeah, which that was one example of like a reality show where they set them up to fail so badly, and I felt bad watching it. And then this
0: (laughs) season has been like, um, this episode, you're given just a phone, and you have to create like a video that you would see on like TikTok, yeah. And so, you yes, you have the makeup part, but you also have the pro- producing this cohesive, social, shareable thing. So, it's a whole new challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was really surprising who did well and who didn't at that. Having yeah. the being on the set of the crown and doing period realistic makeup is obviously massively different than what they normally do. So, and, like, uh, the do.
2: fact that they had to use makeup that was from that time period is something I wouldn't have actually, like, thought that they yeah. really do. But, of course, that makes perfect sense. Like, that just makes it more accurate, obviously.
0: <laughs> but you're right. The competition has been – so, in season one, there's a runaway contestant. There's basically yes. one person that's amazing every single episode, and they win. So, like, whoever you think is amazing in episode one wins the show. Sorry to spoil it. It's just <laughs> what happens. They win everything. Thanks a this lot. This this season's not like that like this season uh, I don't know if that Mm -hmm. means like maybe you don't have one standout or maybe it's that the whole like competition floor is higher but this season for sure there are a few people that I could see ultimately taking it which is more exciting from a competition
1: standpoint do you think that's because of the um like how the challenges are different and maybe that's why they switch things up because I feel like that's a trend that's a really good point in reality tv and these competition shows like even if you look at like lego masters like there's a lot more very weird and oddly specific build challenges this season that i feel Mm -hmm. like weren't there in season one it was just like make really cool lego stuff but now it's like okay you have to withstand 60 mile an hour winds and like earthquakes and and stuff like that and it's like I, i understand that that's a way to weed out competition, but also like, is that really in the spirit of the show where people just want to see really cool Lego stuff?
2: I also think that that was like, they ran away with that bridge idea from last season on this one. Yeah.
1: It was like, yes, it was compelling, but at the same time it was about aesthetics and, and it was also but only see, done once. Actually, <laughs> right.
0: Crider and I had a conversation before this episode started. So it's funny you would bring this up because the idea of having to make, uh, having an episode about making a TikTok video seems very appropriate to a job <laughs> setting yeah. and the idea of having to apply makeup either using makeups that aren't your go to or doing it in a way that has to be respectful of like like being having to be so respectful of, of a prompt when you're talking about someone who mm-hmm. the thing they're most likely going to take away from this show is a job I actually mm-hmm. think it makes more sense this season. Oh yeah.
2: Than just saying, like, yeah. do
0: whatever you feel like every week.
2: I feel like it's That's- a lot more cleaned up overall, and it's much, um, like, smoother feeling. Like, just the, the production level's a little better. They Like you said, they've upped the challenges in a more interesting way. But who builds, builds Lego a in a better.
0: hurricane? I know.
2: <laughs> I did think that. I mean, like, I've been really enjoying Lego Masters, minus that, like, fucking month-long break. I don't know what was up with that. What was up Sorry. with
1: that? It that just really like, drove me nuts. It <laughs> took it away from me. It like gave me a present yeah. and let me play with it for a little while. And then just ripped it out of my hands. And it was like, you'll get this back maybe.
2: That was really annoying. And they did the same thing with making it in MasterChef. And I'm like, so no Fox programming at yes. all. What is going on here, you guys?
0: <laughs> but here's my favorite part. Uh, and I'll, then, then you can continue on. But I my know, favorite part of Glow Up. Um, no. Yeah. Glow Up. I, <laughs> I Sorry. <laughs> I started thinking of that, um, uh, the the gold one, uh, all that glitters, the that reality show. So I'm confusing oh. all my reality shows right now. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is that the judges critique the entire episode. So I, my wife and I, very quickly got into uh, Crime Scene Kitchen and we watched all those episodes. But the problem is, no one tells you if what the bakers are doing is technically good or technically bad, or points yeah. out possible pitfalls or. So all these things that I would find interesting because I want to better understand what they're doing and why they're doing and why it's a bad thing or why it's a good thing or, oh, why does this show skill or why does this not, you didn't get any of that. And you do get that with Glow Up. Like It's nonstop critique the entire episode. So you learn Mm -hmm. so much, which ultimately helps you appreciate the final pieces that you see because you have a much better concept of what it takes to pull off one of those final pieces. 100%.
2: Yeah. It's a fun show, and like if the fact that like Patrick's into it, even though it's like a makeup show, should kind of give you perspective on like this is just a fun show to
0: watch. It's MUAs, ding dong, darling, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Love her. Um, okay. One last reality I hate TV that show. Phrase so
0: much. I hate that phrase. It what is that? On what my it's left. it's that? it's Nerd. it's her.
2: It's like their Hollywood handshake when you do really well. Um, ah. The female host will go ding dong, darling, and that's their like big She'll moment. Should even give
0: a double ding
1: dong hate it. Ooh. I just hate it. Is it is it <laughs> double Kenzie ding dong, it. ding dong, ding dong, or is it ding, ding, dong dong?
0: No, she I, well, I don't actually know the foil <laughs> method, or how, how do you apply yes. it for that? I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, but she's great. Patrick's wrong. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, one last reality TV show that everyone should be aware of, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season two trailer dropped this week. And I'm just going to say that, like, they accuse one of the housewives of being a cult leader. And that is not the most exciting thing that happens. So if you are not watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and you enjoy reality shows, get caught up. That show's great. And probably their lead will go to jail by the end of the season. So it's going to be really good.
0: <laughs> I, I am amazing at the rap sheet for all of these housewife shows put together. I
2: can't believe it all happened, like, at the same time, you know?
0: Because for those that don't know, on on the, on the Beverly Hills now, you have the Tom Giardi, who was the lawyer for Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, That's highly probably
2: recommend like, that documentary on Hulu. Um, do
0: not recommend him as a lawyer, but highly recommend <laughs> the <that> documentary. <laughs> no. But he was also involved, so for the Max 8 crash, if you remember, like, uh, the Max 8 crash had happened, that they ended up recalling all those airplanes. Yeah. Um, he was the lawyer, or, or one of the lawyers, for all the families that that had a, a collective suit, and uh, apparently he didn't pay any of the money to the families, and he like funneled it all into his wife's LLCs, and what allegedly. he did and didn't do, allegedly, <laughs> exactly, we're still finding out <laughs> what he did and didn't do. But she is one of the women on the show. And so all this is coming out while the show is being filmed. And she's not smart enough to stay away from the camera. Yes.
2: She thought (laughs) she would gain sympathy by being on camera and is like acting her heart out. And it is fake as hell. And it is great to watch.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it is an absolute disaster. And the thing is, it's a disaster with like massive, massive legal consequences. (laughs) And it's unfolding in front of us. So if you want to see the Tom and Erica scandal then that's on uh uh beverly hills and then now if you want to see this other one that's on salt lake city so
2: it will be yeah it's crazy
1: (laughs) i mean can't stand it yeah wow
2: (laughs) salt lake city has the most crazy cast it's just great um but i'm gonna take it back to something more normal that most people care about um marvel what if came out this week on disney plus it's our latest uh i don't know entree on disney plus and uh I'm digging it. I really liked the first episode. I don't think there's, like, too, too much to say that we haven't, like, talked about in Slack and stuff. Um, I'm just really excited for more of this show. I It's really fun. I really thought it was cool. Did you guys... Patrick, you said you didn't watch it, but um, I haven't seen you it. Think? I'm
1: guessing, Kreider, you've seen it. I have not, actually. I'm still, ah! honestly, I'm trying to power through Loki, and I just...
2: Forgot I, you didn't like Loki. I've
1: just hit a wall. I... I don't know what it is I put it on and about 15 minutes in every episode I'm either asleep or staring at my phone I just I don't know what it is and I feel like really bad because I see all these people being like Loki is my favorite Marvel series from Disney Plus yeah. and everything and I'm just like I it's, it's pretty it's really pretty <laughs> but I just don't what not. episode are you on six <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's no hope for it. Just don't. Just don't even finish it. Just don't. I, just stop. I,
2: okay. Like it's okay to like not like certain things. Like especially if like that's your experience. Like I have certain shows that I've like tried many times to get into, and like I just don't like it. And that's just going to be how it is. I can't. Like I've tried to watch Mad Men three different times. I've watched the first season mm. that many times, and I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know what yeah. it is. I can't tell that's you what. I've
0: tried. Tr- I've <laughs> actually tried twice on Mad Men and not been able to make it through. And I and I made it. Uh, like, like three or four seasons in or something the second time yeah. still fell out of it yeah I think I don't know what it is about the three. show you know I think there's a piece of it for me that um like there's uh, there's types of like okay there's there's like one type of like which is the in the moment uh it just gets you excited and energized and and mm-hmm. like you're kind of grooving with it there's that I think there's another type of like where you can objectively say it's beautiful, it's acted well, it's directed well, like it, it checks all of the boxes it should check as like mm-hmm. a technical achievement, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give me those emotions. And um thankfully Loki was one that that uh hit both boxes for me, but totally understand if you fall in, in one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. but I am a little su- I am actually a little surprised though, because I felt like Loki uh oh. appealed to a wide group of people.
1: Yeah, Gee, it heard, is very different I've heard though. A lot of people say that. And it's weird to me because I feel like uh Captain America or sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier appear uh, appealed to more people because that to me just felt like a Marvel movie that was cut up. Mm-hmm. You know? Which is so, the and I've said which, this on the show, it's the yeah, exact reason I like, didn't want to watch it. That <laughs> and is and the I exact that, like too. opposite totally thing that Loki is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know. It's like there it's just it, it hurts me that I don't like it because I love Tom Hiddleston. I contractually have to say that because my friend Kristen will kill me if I don't, but <laughs> he's great and Loki is a great character, but I just, yeah, I sit there and I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's when just, that big yeah. orchestra hit happens in the beginning of
0: each episode,
1: that just like,
0: gone. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> it gets I will me say, so hard
1: the aesthetics of it like the the visuals mm-hmm. and the music are are fantastic and i think patrick it's kind of like what you were saying like i can appreciate everything about it but this early it just doesn't you know it doesn't hit me in the same way
2: i would say maybe you need to finish it just to like know what happens for future marvel oh movies. i do but I need If you to. just don't like it that's fine you're allowed to like what you like
0: <laughs> no you need to like this but that's okay go ahead Lauren. <laughs> I was waiting
2: for it. <laughs> I was like if neither of you have watched what if uh we'll just I'll think I'll definitely wait till later in the season cuz I think there'll be more to talk about but uh so far so very cool. I really really liked the first episode. Uh I know not everybody felt that way but I'm giving it an enthusiastic thumbs up and very excited for
0: more. <laughs> I want to see the the preview for it looks great. I intend to watch it uh you know, things just got to calm down a bit. Uh Lauren, yeah. that's I it have for nothing your I right? but watch TV.
2: Yeah, so Need to hand it over.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to take it from you. There was actually a take double COVID scare because I think Sean, you actively have COVID right now. Yeah, yeah. It, okay, that's uh, the yay. news. Yep. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but you were you were also vaccinated, correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. There you, you heard it here, folks.
0: April. That there, there you go. That's all you need to know. Um, I had uh, I had something painful also happen to me this week, which is that I learned um, I had a single file on my comp- so I record into Logic. And I use the same uh, the same uh, uh, timeline. Think of it in a in a uh, editing program or like a design program. It's like an artboard. Be like I always use the same artboard, and I'll drag stuff in there, and I use it for one week, and I just you know select all, delete. I drag more stuff in there, use it for a week, select all, delete. Just keep doing that over and over and over. Well, caching is a thing, and all these <laughs> files that I've been dragging and dropping into here. Uh, have been being saved in the background I didn't know this this file was 130 gigs my entire I'm surprised hard it was drive, only 130 gigs I to actually be I actually am surprised it was only that but I wondered like my computer's getting slower and like why am I almost out of like hard drive space because I delete stuff religiously yeah, religiously. And uh, that's what I learned this week. So anybody out there with a, uh, I mean, really any design program or audio program, maybe check a cache every now and then. Maybe look up how to clear it every now and then. Uh, it's been a big help.
2: Uh, iMovie does that, and it is that like got me one time. So it's very frustrating.
0: Uh, outside of that, I, I'm a, such a boring person this week because uh, I've just been deadlines. Uh, last week, and this actually happened the day we recorded. Um. That I had a, a, a project due on Wednesday of that week. I ended up working. I had worked till after midnight several nights. The night that the project was due, I pushed it live at like 2.08 a.m. Yeah. is when I actually flipped the switch on it. And so my the rest of my week, frankly, has been just recovering from getting this project out the door. I got my vaccine last week. Uh, and yeah. so I was pushing this live the same day I got my vaccine. Uh, and so thankfully it, it went live before all the side effects hit me. So I felt like I got hit by a truck by the time Wednesday rolled around. Uh, and then outside of that Pokemon go, we had Evie day on Saturday, uh, which was 99 cents to get a ticket to it and got a, you basically got every evolution of EV and got some other fun things as well. Oh, that's nice. But we went out and, uh, we went down to the Pearl, which is a place, uh, near where we live. It's, it's, uh, kind of just outside San Antonio. And uh, we went down there and, you know, ate some food, caught some Eevees. It was a fun time. But that's kind of the extent nice. uh, of, of my week is recovering from work, recovering from a vaccine, and then playing a bit more Pokemon Go. If you still play Pokemon Go, I was telling somebody about it today and their response was, that game's still around? <laughs> yes, it is. It, it <laughs> does exist. So if you play Pokemon Go, drop me your uh, friend ID and uh, we can we can be friends and send or- each other gifts and like do that stuff. Patrick, give me your friend ID,
2: and I'll put it in the show notes. How about that? Uh,
0: I like that people have to talk to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really like the you need to reach out to me piece of this. Okay. Uh, it makes me feel special, which is nice. So with that said, I'm done for this week. Uh, Sean, finish us up around the table.
1: Yeah, so uh, as you said, I did uh, contract COVID, even though I am fully vaccinated, which is a huge bummer. Um, uh, so I, I couldn't go anywhere. So I'm mm-hmm. in the same boat as you Warren in that I was just binging things all weekend. So I was mm-hmm. watching a lot of things, uh rewatching The Good Place for the, you know, 20th time wow. or so. I uh, almost
2: started that for the first time. I got really oh, you close. You need <laughs> to you yeah.
1: absolutely need to watch The Good Place. Everybody should. Yeah, um, my brother
2: uh tries to get me to watch that at least twice a year, I think. <laughs> oh, it's
1: it's fantastic. It it yeah. uh it'll give you the warm and fuzzies a lot. <laughs> nice.
2: I need that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so I also watched a couple of movies And one of the movies that I wanted to talk about Is Gunpowder Milkshake Which is a new yes. movie from Netflix Starring Karen Gillan And mm-hmm. there's a bunch of Awesome uh, actresses In it as well uh, Angela Bassett uh, Lena Headey Is it Headey or Lee from Game of Thrones
2: I always heard Headey
1: Headey yes I, yeah. I always want to put an L or in it for some reason Cersei, we know who
2: she is. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh,
1: and and multiple other actresses. And this is a mm-hmm. like legitimate like balls to the wall action movie. And I could really yeah. see this. I don't think a lot of people have really seen it. I don't know, like, there's not a whole lot of buzz around it, which is a shame because there are some amazing choreography like action fights in this film.
2: Yeah, and the uh, like setups and like scenery is so gorgeous it's very like lady john wick but i don't mean that in a bad way
1: <laughs> yeah as i was watching it I, I thought it was kind of like john wick meets um like pushing daisies like it's got a very <laughs> very sonnenfeld type feel because like everything is like the world building is really good even though it's not really explicit um they don't mm-hmm. like really tell you the rules but like everything looks of this like not real universe and yeah. everything's got kind of that weird touch of whimsy for this film about, like, mm-hmm. women cutting people's necks and, like, blowing people away with <laughs> Like, shotguns. the whole
2: library thing at the end is so crazy.
1: <laughs> the, the final fight is just incredible. And the mm-hmm. multi-stages of it. It's like it gives you a yeah. break midway through to catch your breath multiple times. It is, yeah. yeah. There's, I, I could go into the plot, but really the plot doesn't matter at all. All you need to know is... Uh, assassins and things gone wrong that's pretty much it Uh, yeah it's super fun to watch there's there's a fight where the main character karen gillen loses control of her arms
2: yes and
1: it is one of the coolest movie fights i've ever seen it is so great
2: yes it totally made me think of kill bill like (laughs) but i like in the best ways like, it was so much fun. That is one of the funniest fight scenes I've ever seen. And it's also, like, so badass. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So she's, she's trying to, like, move her hands with other pieces of her body and just whipping around so they're flying yeah. everywhere. And, like, it using is, all this creative like, stuff. Like, really it was so it fun. If, uh, if that sort of thing. It's a little hyper-violent. Um, but yeah. it's it's that stylized one. So you can kind of, you know, get get it's, through it. It's not.
2: It's maybe, like. A little more gory than suicide squad but not it doesn't feel like nasty
1: right it's the same i would say it's the same kind of overall tone as well like yeah the, I think where you're kind of fair. laughing at people getting horribly <laughs> killed <laughs> horribly
2: horribly <laughs> it, it, my one thing about that movie too is i was like dude use karen gillen more in marvel please she could kick ass like
1: yeah yeah she can and yeah, well, I mean, she's Nebula. Nebula. Is, yeah, a pretty big part of Guardians too. But
2: yeah, yeah, I think they need to see her fight more. I think I would I, after watching this movie, I was like, she's doing this stuff. This is incredible.
0: <laughs> so, where would you uh, rank it? Where would you rate this movie? Uh, I believe I gave it an eight.
1: Yeah, very good. I I would watch it again. Um, you know, which kind of anymore? I watch so many movies that that's a little bit of a marker as to whether or not mm-hmm. I would actually spend the time to. To go back and, and rewatch, I'm assuming not for children. No, 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 no. <laughs> this not is one of
0: those movies that I did actually start, <laughs> but I just started it too late in the evening. And uh, I, I was, it was something I was initially going to have on in the background while I worked on a project and realized I didn't want it to be in the background. I wanted to pay attention. So I stopped the film and I've been intending to come back to it, but uh Suicide Squad grabbed my attention last week, but yeah. I will for sure check out the movie. I know it looks very fun from the trailers I've seen, uh and I'm I'm guessing I'll I'll very much so enjoy it. Does it have a Did you ever see Smoke and Aces? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a great comparison. Okay, that is cuz I <laughs> actually really liked that film and Me so too. my hope is that it would have that type of vibe to it.
2: It's it's like equally ridiculous like yeah. Group of assassins all fighting one another, and it just gets like amped up and amped up and amped up. (laughs) Perfect,
1: great, (laughs) pumped for it. Very, one (laughs) thing I didn't mention was Paul Giamatti is in it. So, I mean,
0: oh, yeah, he's really got to get a paycheck too.
1: Oh, he's Uh, so good.
0: Wait, he was in something. What was he in recently that I watched?
1: Blank Check. No, (laughs) no, that's an old (laughs) film.
0: I didn't
2: remember he was in that either. That's funny. Was he really in Blank Check?
1: Yeah, isn't he the main like the bad guy? At one point he's I don't minute I was like
2: do not tell me he's the kid in blank check, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just no, remember we're not that old I old just remember as a kid even as a child I knew like a million dollars couldn't get you this. <laughs> uh jungle cruise <laughs> he was in jungle cruise i knew i had seen oh, him yeah. recently i just couldn't yeah. remember
2: what it was he didn't necessarily buy all that with a million dollars or does they say how much he wrote the check for i yeah, don't it's remember. a million dollar okay. check i'm okay. like i'm
0: 99 positive it's a million dollar check and then the kids got like a castle with a slide coming out of it and like again even yeah. i was like this is bullshit there's like there's <laughs> no way still love that movie i watch that movie a lot <laughs> it's so good <laughs> uh, lucky that the check he picked up happened to uh, be connected to a bank account with a million dollars. Like that worked out. So yeah, it's pretty lucky. If you got <laughs> one of my checks, you could for sure go to McDonald's.
1: Uh, Kreider, do
0: you have <laughs> anything
1: else? No, that's pretty much it. Just
0: watching a bunch of TV. You heard it here. That's pretty much it. So on that note, we're gonna go to our master categories. <laughs> All right, the Master Categories are the time of the show where we talk about the dice that we rolled from the week before. Totally nailed that. And, Kreider, we rolled for you. I'm actually going to let you kick this off. So you got food, and um, did you get past, present, or future food? I don't know. You you got whatever you wanted. We're just going to say you got whatever you wanted. (laughs) You had to re-roll the...
2: I think all of us actually got fours. You know what? We
0: all got fours this it. week, so that yeah. was very lucky. Uh, okay, so Sean, you are food.
1: What did you bring for us? So, uh, it is hilarious that I got food, because if you know me in real life, you know that I eat like a nine-year-old, pretty much. <laughs> I am not adventurous. I am uh, picky and very lame when it comes to food. Wait, wait, so wait, was- wait.
0: But do you mean... Okay, so I know you said picky, so you already told us partly what you mean. But do you also mean like you only eat mac and cheese and hot dogs, or like
2: fingers? (laughs) Or like all these
0: are all staples. You have like Uh. pork belly, (laughs) bow
1: buns, but that's all you'll eat. Like, how do you? No, it's like if you would find it on a kids' menu, that's pretty much like grilled cheese. Got it. Okay, perfect. Peanut butter, jelly, cereal, grilled cheese, popcorn, pizza. Very healthy. All right. yeah yeah. there's other stuff sprinkled in there too but like the majority I did
2: did think it was funny when I told you you had food you were like no the only one I don't want it was really I was
1: talking to my wife about possibly coming on and guest hosting and I was like I just hope they don't roll food for me and then of course (laughs) yeah and she told us so (laughs) yeah
2: Uh, yeah blame Jedi it's not our fault yeah of course
1: yes he's still angry that I think The Last Jedi is a fantastic film and this is his Ultimate payback. (laughs) (laughs) But joke's on him, because I can talk about something food adjacent, which is Funko sodas. What are those? That is a food. Yes. Soda. Well, you you shouldn't eat it, to be clear. It's not a food.
0: Well, it's a drink, which is like... You can't drink it. No, it's like, it's modeled after it. Oh, I
2: thought it was like they made their own brand of soda. That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) So they... They did that, actually, about five or six years ago, I want to say. They did uh, pop sodas, which were four packs of actual cola that you could, you know, drink. And it Mm -hmm. was like the the bottle and the packaging was all nice. It kind of looked like a Funko Pop uh, package. And then it had essentially the head of a Funko Pop on top of the bottle cap, which just looks very strange. Um, There's like a Marvin the Martian one that I found online that is... Very odd. Uh, But the evolution of that started uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was 2020 when they started creating these Funko Soda. And I have one here that I can show you guys and not the listeners at home. But they come (laughs) in soda cans, like legitimate soda cans that have a pop top. And then just like Funko, they have license for, you know, pretty much everything. So Marvel, there's a lot of Hanna-Barbera, Thundercats, He-Man... Um, you know, everything there's even a Pan Am Stewardess one. I don't know I'm why. seeing Bob Ross, yes, there's <laughs> a Bob Ross, Bob's Big Boy, uh, Neo. You know, it's Funko, so it is there's saves, everything, <laughs> yes. Uh, but the fun thing about them is that you get the, the can, which is you know, nice, like solid metal, like you can hear that, and then you pop it open, and then each. Individual soda has a possibility of being a chase. So uh, it can be like oh. a metallic coating or it could be just like all gold, glow in the dark. Uh, there's blacklight variants for some. Like the first one I ever bought was Shredder from Teenage Mutant mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles and it, I got the chase blacklight That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was great. But then I have the collector's dilemma, which is I know I'm going to get every single Ninja Turtle one. Right? Because turtles uh-huh. are my thing. So, do I then have to get the chase of everyone? Because that'll be very costly.
0: No, because here's the thing. You said you got Shredder, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Shredder, to me, Shredder is like a one Separate. standalone. Now, if you had got like the chase of Mikey, now you have to get them all because that's a pack of four. But Shredder's mm-hmm. a pack of one. Like, I think you can have just the chase of the one. Yeah. So, I can I do, you? I have, <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing pun I just well, said you can't well you done. can just have just, the one shredder <laughs>
2: I'm just messing with you
1: <laughs> so I have I have the black light shredder but then I have the regular version of all four turtles and bebop and rocksteady but nice I don't, but it, it, it still irks me it's like maybe I should just get the regular shredder and then put send the it yeah yeah me. I think that might Somewhere be the
0: else. solution send me the glow in the dark shredder and then you just get the other one Problem solved, right? That like fixes it, easy. So when let me see. So when you open the can, Mm -hmm. um, like it's not just the pop top that comes off; like the entire circular lid area comes off.
1: Yeah, basically the like where it starts to bevel in for the the pop top is where it comes off in just a nice even, uh, thing. And then I have a
0: much more dangerous idea. We should actually get cans. Put things in them, actually seal them, so the only way to get it out is to cut it out of the can.
2: <laughs> yeah, we won't get sued at all.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're no. not Target. We're just a couple people. <laughs> like I don't, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> Seems
2: dangerous. Yes. But so I love then, this. inside
1: the can, uh, there's this cool little like uh, kind of looks like a pog, but it's a little yeah. little bigger and a little thicker. Um, with the, it'll tell you whether you got the normal one or the chase. Um, because everything's in like a black bag. So if you see them on eBay, there's a lot of them that are just like sealed but common. So it means that they didn't actually take them out of the bag or the bubble wrap, but they just saw that it was normal and they mm. put it back aside. <gasps> but because what if,
0: what if it was mispackaged?
1: That I wonder if that's actually happened because. Yeah, that would be great. If you just think you're buying like, you know, an $8 thing that nobody wanted I and mean, then it turns out to be worth like 35 or whatever.
0: Yeah. It's only no. $35 to get the chases?
1: I don't know. You I can, mean, you can all, afford
0: all the turtles? They're all good. <laughs> You've got You've got $140 laying around.
1: No, the, the turtles are are more. There's um there's different number runs for each of them, so like the store that I'm looking at right now is out of 15,000, but some are only out of like 3,000. So mm-hmm. those are a lot higher. You know, it's just like anything that yeah. Funko does. There's, like, a huge secondary market. But then the main draw is the actual figure. And the figures are cool. They're they're stylized, but they're not, like, Funko pop style. Where yeah. they actually resemble the property or the character, like, a lot more. Because they're not locked into the, you know, bubble head type um the the aesthetics of the pop um Mm -hmm. and that's i i really like these a lot more um they take up way less shelf space they're way less wide and more tall so you can stack them or you know line them up they're only like only the
2: size of a soda can you know
1: (laughs) yes exactly so there's way more shelf space but then you have to figure out do you display them with the can next to it or behind it or underneath Mm -hmm. it or you know so there's there's just uh, a lot more to it than Funko Pops, which you know you see people's like collections and it's just rows of boxes on you know IKEA shelving and it's like eh, mm-hmm. it's it's nice, but um, I much prefer the look of all of these lined up really nice next to each other.
0: I really feel yeah, like really if Andrew cute. was here. We would have got a reference to the film The Jerk. um something about disliking cans and that would have been fun for me but he's not here and so we have no ability to do voices right now and that's just a big bummer i know he's listening and so i just want you to know that if you're you're sitting in the woods cranking your radio right now because our podcast (laughs) comes in through shortwave radio yeah uh you know that i wish you were here for that but you're not Mm -hmm. so anyway uh, I do like the idea of displaying cans. It's one thing I struggle yeah. with is not everything displays um, uh, well enough or like almost in an adult enough manner. Not like yeah. sexually, but um, <laughs> like it's hard. There's not a, like a lot of Lego that I feel like you can display because it doesn't work in like an office setting necessarily. Yes. Yeah. Oddly enough, I think vintage cans do work in an office setting. So I yeah. feel like you would have a better chance of of it fitting in with your – you're, like, slightly pop culture edgy decor.
2: Yeah. And, like, the figures, like you said, are really fun. Like, I, li- I really like that they're not that, like, standard Funko look, and they are, like, a lot more custom for each one, you know, just basically the same size as each other. That's the common denominator.
1: Yeah, I think that's the beauty of Funko is that <laughs> they decided to create, you know, um, kind of character design that all fits within each other and like next to each other so yeah like i can put the turtles next to thor next to scott pilgrim you know and it doesn't mm-hmm. look out of place but yeah with it looks like, like a know, dan hip drawing if you do that <laughs> <laughs> that's a, fucking good joke. Do it's a good joke you remember him if, i love it if i can weigh in on the dan hip i've been a fan of dan hip for a very long time back when i wrote yes. the fanboy files for our teen section of our local newspaper back in lancaster i yes. actually interviewed i interviewed the writer on his first comic the amazing joy buzzards and that's uh,
2: awesome
1: that that book was fantastic he had one character in there um i think you've seen and you talked about it when you brought up his art uh but he t- he spoke only in like icons mm-hmm. you know so um that that was a lot of fun it the book so, is are you great. saying you yeah. did not like my take about Dan Hip? I understand it. I don't agree with a word of it. But yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I needed to hear.
2: <laughs> I won't even go so far as to say I understand it.
0: <laughs> all right, is that it for uh, is that it for Funko Soda?
1: That is it. I think I've gone flat.
0: I know. Uh, I dig. It. Like honestly, like. I I don't cool. get into a lot of the Funko stuff. I got a, a bit burned out on just the shape of them. Uh, yes. like the the Funko style like it it, it was okay. Um and then uh, they've of course had some different iterations and some are better than others, but this is probably the first iteration in a while that I could actually see owning a few of them, uh putting together like a a little six pack of uh you know like my favorite characters could could be pretty cool. Um but uh, cuz I don't I don't see myself buying just the standard pop vinyls. Yeah. anymore like I just think that that chip is sale for me so but yeah, yeah. this is uh, very cool
1: I'm actually surprised they haven't done like a six pack of of the sodas you know or like or you could char- do like, like you know you could do like all four them.
2: turtles and Bebop and Rocksteady or something yes exactly, exactly. like that would be
1: awesome
0: And this or- idea came from me <laughs> just kidding <laughs> they're all not random th- <laughs> I
2: guess but yeah who are
0: you throwing it to Sean uh, why don't you take it away Patrick you know, but you could do like a build drone sex pack and then like Yeah, that's that's like, that's what I was like starting to think. Yeah. Like ten percent off or five percent off if they do a build drone. Uh, yeah, like sure. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> H-E-B. Just like H E B who sells Topo Chico, which Sean has never heard of. Yeah. Uh, but Topo Chico This is good. why I'm not good with food. I don't even know hey, what you water. learned
2: about a food today. <laughs> this is true. It's a very <laughs> Texas thing.
0: It's kinda like we really taught you if you think about it. Um <laughs> All right, Ted Lasso Season 2. I got television, and again, I assume we all rolled fours because we just decided we all rolled fours. Uh, no way to prove it. And uh, Ted Lasso Season 2 <laughs> is out. The painfully optimistic, eh, maybe not painfully, uh, but Jason Sudeikis, who plays Mr. Ted Lasso. And Season 1 of this is something that we all just deeply loved. I'm, a, I'm saying we all did, and I'm realizing I actually don't know Sean's opinion on this. Sean, did you also deeply
1: love it? I love every second. Okay. Of Ted Lasso, I mean, season it's
0: <laughs> a dumb question because you're like in that environment more than any of us are. Like that seems That's like you'd be more more in your wheelhouse since you're uh, you're part of like a club or whatever you call. It. I don't know what the name is, but I think club probably fits. Um, sure. So uh, anyway, Ted Lasso uh, is Jason Sudeikis, very very uh, positive. And then uh, across from Hannah Waddingham, uh, who plays Rebecca, she's the owner uh, of the club. She uh, in I inherits it from her husband I don't, inherits not the word but she gets it from uh it was jointly owned i guess by her, her and her husband and her husband leaves it to her uh during, or or it goes to her during like a, a divorce proceeding and then uh some other really fun characters as well um the standout being the girl that plays keely jones which is juno temple and then her love interest which is uh mr roy kent old knees roy kent so it's a fun group. I mean, as you get to know everybody in season 1, like it's it's Ted Lasso, his just his grating positivity just breaking down barriers. That's all that's happening this entire season. And even though he's being faced with with of course a lot of adversity through this team that just can't win to save their lives and then his own personal marriage falling apart, you know, it's a very tough thing, but he just has this unwavering uh, positivity that ultimately wins everybody over and so then moving into this new season it's yes we loved him we, we loved being around Ted Lasso and we loved having that from a show something that was different than maybe the the typical uh dramatic fair or comedy fair that we would get but then it's uh it's it's hard to know like well, what happens because obviously if there's not conflict, things can't move forward, <laughs> okay? We can't just sit inside of a happily ever after. And so we know that some conflict has entered into this world in order for us to learn more about these characters and for it to propel the story uh, forward. And so moving into season two, uh, it, it's been a lot of, okay, what's that conflict going to be? Like, searching it out. Interestingly enough, I, I think in the first couple episodes, they don't necessarily get let you know that too much i mean there's a couple of characters that are introduced or I, I should say one primary character that's character that's introduced and certainly you get the idea that 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 could be something that drives some of this conflict but that doesn't seem to pan out necessarily um there is uh another kind of scenario that happens that again feels like oh this could be the this could be the big setup but then it doesn't seem like that necessarily pans out that seems like it resolves pretty nicely so i felt a bit um a bit let down trying to understand, or, or or almost to the point of a bit of like nicety exhaustion of like okay, like a, <laughs> there's just so much good happening. Like eventually something's really got to shake things up, and I feel like in this last episode we have finally, uh, or I should say, uh, this last episode's the Christmas episode, the one before. Let me say that the one before. I think we finally got that thing. We 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 got the thing that is ultimately going to cr- cause big issues. It's going to cause conflict for everybody. I imagine these other setups are all going to be involved as as well. So our last episode, the Christmas episode, I think we get a reprieve. We get a little bit of a a breath, uh, a little bit of a smelly breath. We get a little bit of a (laughs) breath before ultimately things are going to really take a downward turn. I just think that's the reality of how this is going to play out, given the big setup. We're we're in the calm before the storm, or or we're in like the eye of the storm area right now. So... (laughs) Uh all of that said I like I am happy that we're finally hitting that conflict so we can see how the characters respond and then ultimately we can learn more about them and their relationships can deepen. Uh but up to now it's it's been a fairly um light season and it's still been a uh, very re- reaffirming, reassuring, you know, like a nice pat on the head when you watch it <laughs> and not much more beyond that. Um but I am excited for what's going to happen, uh, Lauren. I'm I'm curious, how are you feeling about this season versus last season? I haven't watched any of it. What? You've watched none of
2: it? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet.
0: <laughs> Sean, all right. Uh, anyway, Lauren's no longer a part of the podcast. Right. I knew you
2: were going to say that. Yeah, I, I'm just. It's. I don't know. I just haven't done it. It's. It's on
0: the list. Well, I've given you most wow. of the major plot points for season one. It's funny, because as, ta- as I was saying them, I was kind of glancing at you for some type of like affirmation. I wasn't getting it. And I was like, am I saying <laughs> something wrong? Like, why is Lauren not like, uh,
1: nodding her head with me? It's because she yeah. has no idea. So let me mm-hmm. uh,
0: turn to Sean. Sean, how are you feeling about season <laughs> two versus season one right now?
1: Yeah, so season two opens with, I think, the worst episode in the series. Uh, I really did not enjoy what they did. It was it was a weird step into like farce almost. I, I it just um like without you know spoiling it for Lauren. Uh, now it's we can't good. talk openly. <laughs> I know I already it, have. So I've already given everything is, away. Honestly, so it's totally this is fine. not
2: the kind of show where I feel like getting spoiled will like ruin it for me. You know, like it's fine. So just feel like you can say whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs>
1: The yes, okay. So in the first episode, Danny Rojas kills the mascot of the team, which is a an actual dog. Which yes, judging by your face, yes, it is. It is a okay. Stuff wait, first of all, I, thought, I was like, first of all,
2: this is not the kind of show I expected a murder to be in. And then you're like, wait, it's a dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shouldn't have made it better for you. All life is no. important.
2: No, but it was no, accidental. I just like <laughs>
0: Makes
2: it like. Easier to accept, a little bit. Okay, but I just great. didn't think it was that kind of show where there'd be a murder, <laughs> so I was surprised. <laughs>
1: it's been a murder. <laughs> yes, and then the entire season is a bottle episode where Tim yeah. becomes the Hercule Poirot character. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but when, once we got over that, and you know, there were, there were a lot of things in that episode that were still very good, but I think... Uh, going into, you know, the second, third, and this most recent episode, it's really back on track. And I would say that the previous two, I think, were some of the strongest in the series. So I I understand, like, you started this by talking about maybe an excessive amount of uh, optimism or, you know, happiness even. And I understand that criticism, I do. But I think, the thing that I like most about the show isn't necessarily that portion of it. It's the accountability of all the characters and their, their ability to like hold themselves to high standards and to own up to the mistakes that they make, no matter like how small they are. I think that's really the beauty of the show is um, it's not about being like, everything's going to be okay. And like, you know, cheery and, and happy in the face of adversity, uh, but (laughs) 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 but it's about, you know, um, how to just be better to the people around you and then work with each other towards, you know, your common goal. So like my, my favorite episode is the diamond dogs and just the, you know, sheer, um, Joy that like those characters take in being able to discuss openly things that are going wrong, you know, within their own lives with each other. And like, it's just that kind of um, affirming show that Mm -hmm. that that's what draws me to it. And it's not necessarily that like he's, you know, super positive and everything like that. And so I think season two, they are getting into like some real issues and it'll be very, very fun to see where they go. I do think the weird thing was to place that Christmas episode like in the middle of all that. Like you said, Patrick, like I felt like we were getting to something, and then they just take a, a right turn towards the North mm. Pole, or I guess but in I, England it would be a left turn. Sorry, but again, like
0: because <laughs> um, relentless positivity is just the phrase for me and and that's not what we're typically inundated with. We're typically inundated with people that um have to learn to stand up for themselves. Uh and what that ends up meaning meaning is pushing back or being combative mm. or doing some other thing. And the way Ted approaches situations is just to like stay the course. It's just steady and again it's it's this this happy outlook even when they're you know he's in the middle of going through a divorce but on the outside it's this steady happy outlook and it just ultimately wins over in the end and so from that standpoint i think it is a different take than most of the other shows that we see where again standing up for yourself (laughs) means taking on these much more aggressive actions as opposed to being what would seem to others is becoming a, a step ladder <laughs> for someone else becoming like a step stool um and and yeah and I, I do think so we've just hit in this uh in this season we've just hit basically what is a, a very big um social hot button issue is what's just happened we, we've we just attached to that and if you're imagining oh, in the sports world, what could be a social hot button? You should probably figure this out pretty quickly uh, of what this is going to be around. And so because of that, uh, understanding, yeah, Christmas in August seems weird, but uh, I think <laughs> that's their way of just fitting in a deep breath before we we really get serious. And, and maybe that doesn't manifest itself. Up until now, the things that I thought were going to be contentious have not manifested this season. And while... You know this kind of like feel good has won out. I've been a bit disappointed that we haven't got a consistent through line yet, but I think this is gonna be it. Uh, And it's still it's still nice. I mean, it's still the Christmas episode was still nice. By the way, um, uh, what's her name that I I said Waddingham or whatever her last name is? Um, the the boss. Uh, she can sing. Just want to throw that out. She oh, can yeah. sing. She, she shows off her singing in the first season and she shows off her singing in this latest episode in the second season. Uh, pretty wild. Pretty great. Uh, but ultimately still enjoying the show. And the show is actually performing better. So on uh, like things like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or things like that, uh, it's actually re- reviewing better than the previous season, which, if I can be honest, kind of surprised me. Yes, yeah, that is surprising. I think so far I, the first season was a stronger season. But we'll see how it ultimately resolves. We're we're not quite, or we might be just about halfway through the season, maybe an episode shy of being halfway through the season. Uh, I think there's Lauren, ten
1: this year, yeah.
0: Yeah, Lauren. I mean, if as far as whether or not you should watch it, because I know that's the question you're asking yourself right now. Yeah. Um, you got time uh, mm-hmm. because you're stuck at home. Uh, you know, I think it depends. I I think if if you've been watching a lot of like really intense. Things Like, for instance, a bunch of middle-aged women yell at each other, Mm -hmm. then it could be a nice emotional break from that. Um, Or (laughs) if you've just been like, I just came off like a a murder documentary binge spree, it could be a really good emotional break from that. Um, And if you have any love of sports.
2: Yeah. It's just one of those things that, like, kept slipping down in the list. I don't have, like, a reason that I didn't watch it. It's just haven't gotten to it you know and everyone says it's great i'm like the only person who hasn't watched it
1: <laughs> even taking yeah. the positivity and the optimism out of it the show is hysterical there are mm-hmm. so many fantastic little one-liners and they go by so quickly that you know it, it's it, oftentimes my wife and i need to pause go back and re-watch <laughs> something because a it It can be hard to understand because there's a lot of characters that talk very low or very, you know, kind of like not very forcefully. Um, And also British accents can sometimes Mm -hmm. make it hard. But that is also a selling point of the show. There are some uh, wonderful voices (laughs) to listen Mm -hmm. to, uh, including Roy Kent and his gruff, just anger and vitriol. (laughs) He's great. He's fantastic. He's,
0: He's my spirit animal. Like if I had to pick someone <laughs> that- on the show, that is most who I probably am internally. It's it's absolute Roy Kent, and I do love. You might not know this if you do start watching it, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get to season two, the broadcasters they keep showing are actual broadcasters, yes. oh, that's and cool, yeah. uh, there's some really fun videos of those broadcasters that are out there that like I got to share with Mackenzie because she didn't know them. Um, so, uh, there, there's little things like that that are, are fun as well. So if you do start watching, especially as you get into season two, I'll send you some of those other funny clips you can watch and, and, and you'll get to love that as well. You'll, you'll so, catch me up on all the memes after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll connect some dots for you. So anyway, that's it. Uh, tell us of season two still definitely worth a watch. If you like the first season, you'll, I'm sure you'll like the second season. Absolutely. Still waiting for it to just—it just needs to kick up a little bit. I just need to—I need it to go up a gear.
1: It's the best show on TV, even though it's not it's on TV. It's on Apple TV. It's Plus.
0: the best show on Apple TV Plus for sure. <laughs> um, oh, that's I, I another. I that's like actually the main reason I haven't TV
2: really Plus. watched it because yeah, I never watch Apple TV Plus. Like, There's some great
0: nah, that's shows. That's smart.
1: That you got, is not. You got I Smigga understand Doom, what you're saying, Kreider, but like Central Park, Mythic Quest. I mean, I
0: again, I hear all the, I know yeah. all the words you're saying. I've watched I've Mythic them. Quest,
2: not the second season yet. I don't know. Well, need, like we, a I need to come back in. I need it's to watch tough. the
0: second season of Mythic, Mythic Quest because I, I did hear some good things about it, but yeah. then I want to rant about it because I don't know that I ever ranted about it and I have a rant that I've prepared internally. Okay, so I want to hear your rant. Uh, Lauren, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get out of this for now though. Tell us about your master category.
2: Yeah, so I got art, um, and I'm going to talk about uh, this guy that I discovered on Twitter called uh, Studson Studios, or who goes by Studson Studios, I should say. It's not his name, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so what he does is so amazing. Uh, literally, he turns trash into amazing, like, miniatures and models from different pop culture things. Uh, so I put a link in uh, the chat for you guys. So if you're not driving, I highly recommend checking out our show notes and looking at this so you can see what I'm talking about. Because like he basically like creates perfect little miniature recreations of different locations from um, movies, video games, um, all kinds of stuff. And they're so incredible. He has this one of like Howl's Moving Castle that is literally made of garbage. It's just made out of like recycled bottles and cardboard and coffee sticks and it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen it took him like three months to make but it's incredible like it it, these things are so cool um he has some like smaller ones of like different buildings from Animal Crossing or like the King of Red Lions in um from Wind Waker and a bunch of other cool things um and he also does these really fun um like mashup characters where he'll kind of make like Gundam versions of different uh like characters like there's like a mecha shrek kind of thing that i love (laughs) and he has like a whole video of the like outhouse that he made for it that is so cool it like lights up and all this other stuff um he made a really cool like toy story alien mecha thing that is like bursting out of the machine and like it's just really fun and so creative like I'd say it's, like, a good mixture of, like, half and half his own creations using the toys, like, these um, characters that I just talked about versus, like, the models. Um, But I find both, like, equally amazing. I was just, like, watching these videos all day on Sunday because it's just, like, hypnotic. And, like, I I would never think of creating these things looking at the stuff that he makes it from. It's just insane. Like, I have totally, like, reframed my brain when I'm, like, looking at trash in the last couple days. Like, it just really is unique to me like I think I'm pretty good about like um kind of doing similar things when I make costumes of like not spending as much money and just kind of taking what I can get and working from it um but this now has like inspired me to try and like think like on like two levels higher because like this can I I just like have not seen this achieved so so well it's just so cool to me
0: <laughs> look at this this is so cool right it's, it's really blow.
2: fun and his videos are really fun. Like I find them super engaging. Like he's very charismatic and they're edited really well. And you can see how he built all these things. And it makes me feel like I can do it. I've never built anything this complicated and small, but I feel like I could try and
0: it would be really fun. <laughs> wait, wait, just explain to me again, where does all this stuff come from?
2: So he just collects like junk. Like, um, some of them he's using like crafting materials, like, like, um, that carving foam. It's like pink. I can't think of what it's like really called. Um, and there's, like, um, you know, cardboard, um, little, like, coffee sticks, like, things you maybe could, like, buy in a store. But a lot of it is just, like, taking trash and, like, cutting pieces out of different bottles or taking parts of broken toys and using them to, like, reimagine different um, little pieces. And he uses a bunch of the, like, Gundams or kind of those, like, model kits where you're building things where you get all those little pieces yeah. And like takes broken ones and harvests lots of things from that, which are like lots of cool pieces. he'll um take candles and just melt pieces to be in the right shape and stuff like it just feels so achievable what he's doing, even though like what he what the results are just insane like they look like photorealistic it he go he does so much detail it's it, it really is mind blowing I totally recommend checking this out if you are able to look at it while we're talking about it.
0: This is one of those things I always tell myself like well, I should buy a bag of popsicle sticks and and sit at the table and build a house, you know? And I'll never do it. Like, I will (laughs) never, I've said that to myself 50 times, and it will never happen, but I I find this so fascinating.
2: Yeah, I, I could watch these videos forever. Like, it's really entertaining to see how he comes up with these ideas, and, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of it is just trial and error. It's like, does this look cool? Does that look cool? Whatever, you know, and trying to, like, puzzle these things together from, like, the you know collection that he has it just seems so much fun and like i love pop culture i love crafting and i love tiny things so this is so up my alley
1: (laughs) i have like the exact opposite reaction where i see this and i'm like i could never do this i should never attempt (laughs) this this is amazing i will watch every minute of this but i have Mm -hmm. no business ever trying to do this i have i have very shaky hands like i don't Mm -hmm. i i when i'm working with like very close like dexterous things like it just does not work with me so like i can just see myself getting really mad and like smashing something that just took me three hours yeah didn't look good
2: (laughs) i'm sure it's not as easy as he makes it look but oh yeah nothing on youtube is yeah yeah but i feel like i could make something like this and it would be really fun i just don't know what i would actually make (laughs) like i feel like something i could do with it
0: i think the here the final uh project looks then like the harder it is to accomplish like i think i think i could make like a very pristine looking exterior but if you wanted it to look like um some like type broken, of apocalyptic uh, like, or yeah then i yeah. think it's impossible i could never do it
2: it'd be fun to try <laughs> yeah.
0: just come over you've already yeah. got covid just bring it to me might as well just all <laughs> yeah. have covid
2: well i don't know if i have it yet we're waiting to find out so knock on wood <laughs>
0: fingers but crossed
2: yeah so uh, if I'm stuck inside much longer maybe I'll be making some trash uh, dioramas we'll see
0: <laughs> trash diorama was the name of my band in high school yes, that's not yes. true but Andrew would have said that So yes I'm, I'm just really proud to- of you <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a, it's a very Andrew
0: you're welcome Andrew that's,
2: that's all I've got to say I recommend everybody check this out it's probably good uh, like background for working because it's very chill but uh, I really enjoy this stuff
1: there's not a ton of videos either, so I feel like you can binge through them really quickly. It, it seems like the channel mm-hmm. started about a year ago.
2: Yeah, and he does have a Patreon where I'm sure there's more, but uh, mm. I'm a new fan. I've been into the, interested for about like this weekend, so you know, <laughs> I'll have to <laughs> make my way through all the YouTube videos first.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. That's great stuff. Anything else, Lauren? That's it for me. We're done. Well, then that's it for our, our episode. We did it again. That's another one done. Um. All right. Yeah. So you can find yeah. all of our. Uh, Don't we need to roll notes, for next episode week, links? Oh, we will. I'll say what I'm gonna say, so it feels like I had a plan, and then we'll roll. But you can find all of our episode show notes, uh, episodes archive, etc. On mof1.network. You can also find links to our socials, which is uh, just add mof1 podcast anywhere you want to go. We are probably there. You can also find us on all the major, uh, podcasting platforms like. Podcasts and which is the Apple product. I don't know that there's another name to it. I think it's just uh, called Apple Podcasts. Just podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Google Play and Spotify and Stitcher and my mom has a lot of the episodes on like an old iPad or iPod. So oh, wow. like you can probably talk to her and she could share them with you. Um, there's a you know you can find <laughs> the episodes the also rate and review us. Rate and review is super important. By the way, I I I know we say that as though it's important, but it turns out it is important. Um, please rate us and review us. That helps us so freaking much. Like I, you don't read the analytics, I do. It's mm-hmm. amazing how important it is. Even if one person rates and reviews, yes. um, I'm staring Kreider directly in the eyes while I'm saying this, and I'm not breaking contact. Um, all right, and uh, I've done it. All I've written a review.
1: Pretty sure he has think. to write another one. So all okay. that said, uh, <laughs> and
0: you can support us on Patreon, imov1 uh, dot slash, Well, no. Patreon.com slash One Podcast. Go there. There might yeah. be a redirect the other place, but there might not, so don't even get fooled. Just go to patreon.com slash One Podcast. Or if you go to M One.network, you can also click on the Patreon link. Please support us. $2, $4, $6 a month. You get uh, unedited episodes. So Kreider had a crazy rant earlier. It was insane. You'll get that. Uh, you get anything I else we talk out. about?
1: I, I don't even remember what I said.
0: And yeah. we have some more Exclusive, exclusive content coming. Plus, if you're a uh, patron and you want to host this show, similar to how Crider did today, you can host this show. We got six Mm -hmm. more episodes, which means we have several more opportunities uh, for someone to jump in the the seat as it were and join us. But on that note, let's real quick roll our dice for next week. Uh, Lauren, why don't you roll first?
2: Okay. 19. That's a nice high number. I like it. And I got food i love food <laughs>
0: all right that's a and good one i got a 2 one.
2: so past food interesting
0: i rolled a 16 a 16
2: that is film good for you
0: and i got a 2 which is past film and then Kreider, you're going to roll for our next week guest i rolled for next 20. week's guest
2: <gasps> they get to pick whatever they want yep you're and because welcome
0: that 20 that means they also get to pick whatever time period as well so that's yes. totally open you have just done a very, very yeah. big solid for whoever's next week. Yeah, so see, Jedi, that. that's
1: how you do it. You're nice yeah. to the next person. He's mm-hmm. coming
0: for you, Jedi. He's coming for you. <laughs> so uh, on that note, socials, can people. So I, I added one podcast, already said that. I've deleted my socials, they don't exist. Lauren, where can people find you?
2: I am at Not Cool Co. everywhere. And
0: Crider, you, by the way, you do work, you sell stuff. Where can people find you and mm-hmm. your stuff? I'm at Kreider Designs on Instagram k-r-e-i-d-e-r the word designs mm-hmm. on Instagram he's got stuff there and you do very good we'll have good links stuff. in the show notes let's do it yeah so uh, I think that's it Patreon again I already I know already said it. I'm saying it again just go pay money you'll get stuff we promise it's gonna it'll keep getting better uh, update on Andrew no update phone broke day two he hasn't been able to tell me what's going on so that's it we may not hear from him again um, alright mm-hmm. so on that note we're gonna get out of this episode I'm Patrick I'm Lauren I'm Sean.
1: Uh, peace out. Adios. Be curious, not judgment.